Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Mary Lies by Amanda Richardson. This is book two in the Ravage Castle series. Um, We'll link the synopsis of the book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. I picked this title because I read book one by chance. I was looking for Primal Kink books, and book one in the series was called Pray Tell. And as soon as I read it, I was obsessed. As you should be. And then I was like, anybody who's on the fence about whether or not they can like Primal Kink and that, you know, it's really not for them and the power play dynamic that kind of, you know, taken aback by it. I was like, no, this is the book for them to see that it can be done in a way that's consensual and smart with really phenomenal characters. I I think it shows how like, you can have a very loving and caring relationship and still kind of have like fun yeah. or your own kink yeah. in that relationship. Like it doesn't have to be, I don't know, yeah. some no strings attached thing. Right. And also the blurb of Pray Tell does not match the quality of that book. So. <laughs> no, not at all. I've said it many times. I would not have picked that book up on my own. Um, but so this is book two in that series. Right. Um, And I'm obsessed with these brothers. I'm obsessed with these books. I cannot wait for the rest of them to come out. So um, the release date on this is August 22nd of 2023. Tropes. This is a marriage of convenience. Opposites attract. There is a meet cute. There is. Uh, Billionaire. Damaged hero. Slow burn. Age gap. And a real bodied heroine. Because she is plus size. Yes. And I think there's a good mental health rep in this as well. Uh, Such a great mental health rep. Yeah. Um, Okay. So series is The Ravage Castle. Um, These are interconnected standalones, but I think they read just fine on their own. Although you don't want to miss them. Go back. No, you don't. (laughs) Um, This is first person dual point of view. And the put out percentage is 56%. So it does have... That slow burn quality. Um, and I say yes, there is a third act breakup. What? I, um, I don't know. She leaves for a week and goes to his brother's house. Okay. I, I, okay. There was a break. <laughs> there was a break. There I will was, give you that. There was a dark moment and a break. All right. Maybe we need to change that to, is there a dark moment? A third act dark moment. Okay. I would, yes. I would I would agree with that. Because I, I don't know. Like, they were both still in, like, for the relationship. Yeah, but she was questioning a lot of things. But rightly so. Right. Maybe this is a like discussion we need to dive deeper into (laughs) we might need to okay the other thing i will say and i typically talk about this in our uh buzzing after dark episodes but there is kink in this book and there is absolute consent into this book in with the kink so the kink in this book is voyeurism right um and a little bit of exhibitionists 
Yes. More so on her side for that. Um, yeah. 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 So it is a slow burn, but there is some popping that happens a little earlier in the book. <laughs> it was steamy too, wasn't it? <laughs> right. And that it's yeah. cold water. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about the meat cute first because, so this is not dark romance. Like, you could very easily pick this up and feel like, especially after the first book, and think this is an author writing dark romance. These are not dark. No, not at all. And I, I think her author's note mentions that, like, it's not. It's not dark. Do we need to talk about that author's note? Because that author's note was pretty phenomenal. Like, yes. I, does she have a, I think she has one in Pray Tell, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah. She writes a really great author's note, and I'm noticing this is a trend more and more that's happening with some of these books that deal with some headier topics, that these authors are really taking time to write these author notes and to give their readers some insight, one, as to where they were when they were writing this book, but also, like, why they felt so called or empowered to write this story. Right. I I like the author's note like better than like say a trigger warning where you just kind of get like a list of like hey this is gonna show up in the book right um yeah like you said it gives you a little more insight I think it also allows you as a reader to go in a little bit with not only your eyes wide open but a little bit of your heart ready to accept what's coming your way yes I would agree I think it softens those things that potentially could be triggers yeah because yeah, you're on a lookout for them like you would with a trigger warning, but you kind of know what, like, what perspective they're coming at you from. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about this meet cute because it was freaking, <laughs> sp- like, I really thought with this meet cute that, oh my God, this book is going to be like off the charts spice. Right. <laughs> and then it slow burns and I'm like, what? <laughs> so. Yes. We meet our heroine, Estelle, um, and our hero, Miles. Estelle is naked in a fountain in front of the Eiffel Tower. Um, at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. in the morning. And Miles is watching her, watching her <laughs> splash and play in the fountain. Right. And, I mean, that makes more sense as you move through the book. Um, Like, why he's so intrigued by watching her. But, Yeah. He's kind of like, what is going on? I should keep moving. Right. Well, he makes the choice to approach her. And there she is dancing in the fountain (laughs) and she flirts back. Right. Like she, yeah, she has no, yeah, like her self-confidence is like, she's like, yep, I'm naked in the fountain. (laughs) This book also, I felt like had really great banter between Miles and Estelle. Yes, which I would say, like, I've only read Pray Tell and Mary Lies, but, like, both the female characters are very, like, they're going to, like, give as good as they get. Yeah. Like, they're not going to let their guy, like, I don't know, run them over or, like, tell them what to do. Um. So, in this, um, I don't think Estelle has, I don't think there's any fat phobia, like... She is thoughtful with her body, but she is not derogatory towards her body. Right. She she knows she's not like um 
she's not the model type like she's a she's a normal person like yeah and yeah she's not like dieting or like trying to like yeah she's comfortable in her skin and it's really intriguing that she is that way given like she's trying to start a fashion line an all-inclusive fashion line especially for people who have different um disabilities and and um I would say needs like needs. yeah like adaptability to there's the word I was just, looking for yeah. <laughs> to make things easier right just like life general daily things right and I like you really get this deep sense of care and connection and to find out what kind of I just felt like Amanda Richardson wrote her in such a way that you get while one miles kind of puts her up on the um, pedestal a little bit because she has, she's written with this really big heart, this very caring sense of the world and of self. Right. And I mean, for the first good, like I would say probably the first half of the book, like we only see her as this like happy, like in control person that like she's gonna roll with the punches like she's not thrilled about the situation she's in but like she's gonna take like the situation and use it to her advantage and the way that amanda writes her we find out that she lives very carefully by a schedule she wakes up every day at the same time she eats the same food there is comfort and routine for her but in the beginning, we aren't very sure why she has this very stringent, strict sense of routine and self. Right. She she mentions that, like, it's just kind of like it's better for her that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so let's talk about Miles before we talk about the next piece of this. So oh, okay. Miles, um, Miles Ravage, he's a financial planner. Um, he is one of five boys. second oldest oldest. and he is the only one of the boys that still has a relationship with their father and their father is this crooked kind of bernie madoff yes type character (laughs) um he's a scoundrel and um and miles in a way doesn't know any better and you learn in the book why his brothers have cut off connections to the dad and why right. he didn't. Yes. Which was very. Right. I thought it was well done. I think it, it was. I was like. oh, It makes so much sense. And we also get the sense that Miles is not dumb. Like he isn't just. So Miles being the second child. He is like almost this caregiver. Of his right. siblings. And we see that a little bit in book one. But we really see that with um, Estelle. And how he moves her through his life. Yes, 100%. Like, and I mean, comes off like as an ass, right? Like, right. But that's a little <laughs> bit of protection because, yeah. So here's the deal 66% of his body is covered in burn scars. He was burned in an accident when his brothers and he were in a tent and the tent caught fire and he saved his brothers. And with that, he ended up being burned. And he is 
very self-conscious of his scars. Um, he has, you'll have to read it, but he has some incidents. And so he hides himself, which is also why he's a voyeur. Yes. Because he gets the gratification of seeing the axe. Like, there was real purpose to his kink. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, out of thin air there was a reason that he had the kink that he did, like why his brain, his desires went that way. Right. And I think it, it even like kind of walks you through like how he got to that. Yeah. Like realization that like, Hey, this is what works for me. Like, so the way that these two come together, so they have this meet cute and then chapter one starts a year later and their fathers are arranging for them to meet because Miles and his brother, Chase, 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 from Praytel, that's the hero from Praytel, they own a financial wealth management company, and they are struggling to keep clients because of their father's reputation, even though he is not associated to the business, they are struggling to sign clients of any value. Right. And uh, because of all of that... Uh, Estelle's father is, owns a network, a charity network that helps with supplying foods to soup kitchens. And um, he's giving money to Father Ravage to invest. He's a Frenchman, but lives in England or, you know, around. Or, right? He... Yes, he is French. But lives in England, right? Um, I think they only lived there until... The mother died. Until Estelle's mother... Or Estelle's grandmother died. Anyway, so the fathers are working together, and they think that if they connect the two children in this arranged marriage, one, Miles' father is going to give the money to Estelle to start her business, uh, because her father doesn't have any, like, liquid assets... To help her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get that he's a bit of a do-gooder without real solid financial backing to be a do-gooder. Right? right. Yeah. It seems like he he's just recently accumulated more wealth. And maybe, like, maybe he's a little naive to how to manage that. Yeah. So the thought is, is that these two will get together. It will help Miles' reputation. But also then... Um, Estelle's father will feel more trustworthy in giving his money to the Ravage father to invest. Because, you know, they'll be family, right? Right. So that's kind of a small subplot throughout the book um, that leads to some lies and to some deception. But I, this did not bother me. I typically don't love deception trope. And this didn't bother me. I, yeah, I wasn't bothered by it either now that, like, yeah, it was deception, but I guess, like, initially I didn't take it in as bad. So you quickly learn that Miles is not only attracted to her, but he wants to care for her. Like, he is the ultimate caregiver. Yes. Like, next level. Like, yeah. I don't know how he doesn't see it. Like, Right? Like... He's, I mean, he really just wants to care for her, but also she's a little naive and doesn't see it herself. Right. 
Like, she doesn't realize that he's letting her have things and bits and pieces that are happening between them. And she kind of fights it. Yeah. Yes. But I really do like how the story is written. Um, one of the things, though, that was really great in this book was the mental health rep. Um, Estelle suffers from untreatable or... Yeah, like treat medical treatment, re yeah treatment resistant depression. Depression, um, and I love how Miles was kind of at first he just accepts her where she is, like she's having a spell or an episode, and he, even though it's hard for like it's hard for him, he um, just steps up, yeah, and it was big swoons. It yeah. Like, he didn't, like, yell at her or try to change her mind or be like, we can fix this. He just climbed into bed with her. And I loved that. Like, I love that he didn't try to fix her. I agree. Yeah. And then after the moment, after she's feeling a little better, he's like, listen, I looked at these things. And I right. know you haven't tried these. And it didn't feel like he was trying to say, I can't accept you where you're at. You need to do this. It was more like, I just want you to have all the happiness you can have. Yeah. And I think he, I think he even says something similar to that. Like yeah. he's, yeah, he's not trying to fix her. He's just trying to give her all the options. It was really, really well done. Yes. I, yes. Very much so. Um, And I know that kink isn't always your favorite, but no. what did you think of the voyeur kink in this one? So I, w I found this like really interesting because I was kind of like um when they first like start talking about it and explaining like how he participates in it I was kind of like well like I mean millions of people watch porn right like right but he doesn't but, just watch porn right he d he takes it like he is definitely like yeah like this is a kink next level. Like he has his setup. Like he knows what he's doing. It was hot as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was hot. And, and as like Estelle learns about it, like you see how, like how compatible they are. Yeah. Um, oh. Which I thought was really well done. Um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention Lucifer, the pygmy goat. Oh, gosh yes i love each of the like each of the rabbits average boys have like an animal from their father like yeah. when he left so yeah chase had a rooster he has yeah. a pygmy goat miles has a pygmy goat named lucifer because his eyes get red in the dark <laughs> and estelle <laughs> scared to death and I don't want to spoil Which, it for anything, but the epilogue was 10 out of 10. <laughs> and I don't even read epilogues, right. but I did this one. I wondered if you did, because I obviously read it, but yeah. 10 out of 10. I was dying. <laughs> really, I read this epilogue not because I needed to cement the HEA, which is typically what we need from an epilogue, right? Is to cement. Right. I need it because I wasn't ready to let these characters go. I That's loved fair. them. Okay. I loved them. I, you yeah. know, 
I felt Estelle. I felt her, you know, to be torn between the choice of, you know, potential achieving your dreams and connecting yourself to a stranger, but you're also attracted to, like, it was just so complex. I Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're both flawed people. Like, like, Miles has, like, outside flaws and inside flaws. And, like, I mean, I guess... um you could say the same for Estelle, like she's not the like perfect no. woman, but um, yeah, they both like move through this journey together, and yeah, it's really well done. I really liked it. Um, okay, so Jenny, thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking about Mary Lies. You're welcome. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.